and they just keep running into it going, oh my God, why is this here? Welcome to Stand Up Stand Up, presented by IT Misfits. This is where tech professionals and comedy intersect daily in your new favorite stand-up meet. Each episode has two parts, a roundtable discussion on an IT topic, and then an open source open mic, where each comic shares or works on a stand-up comedy bit. At the end of the week, we perform our final crafted bit. Just like any good stand-up meeting, we try to make these short and valuable. Hopefully, this brings a smile to your day, gives you something to think about, and most importantly, gives you something funny you can share with other IT professionals. All right, with me today are my fellow misfits, Matt Campisi, Samuel Hernandez, and Tim Stevens. I'm Jerry Black. Let's get into it. All right, the quote for today is, when trouble strikes, head to the library. You will either be able to solve your problem or simply have something to read as the world crashes down around you. That is uh, Lemony Snicket, which I thought was a clever one. And, and since the topic for this week, we're going to be sharing some of the books that we have found uh, to be very helpful to us in our careers. And today, Tim's actually going to share insights from David Goggins' book, uh, Can't Hurt Me. But before we get into that, let's do some open source comedy. All right. Well, this week, I am going to be talking about the generations. And... It's interesting because, you know, we talk about Gen Y, Gen X, baby boomers, et cetera. And when you're like 10 and you actually kind of first get that uh, moniker, nobody cares, right? And then when you're like kind of teens in your 20s, you, you just say, my generation sucks. And then when you're in your like your 30s and your 40s, you're like, oh, no, the new generation, they suck. But then when you're in your 50s and your 60s, you're just resigned <laughs> to the fact that all the other generations that have followed you are going to destroy the world. With that said, I think we can all agree, though, that of all the generations, the millennials are the dumbest. <laughs> I mean, we all learn differently, right? You, some of us read, some of us listen. The millennials follow what I consider to be the Roomba method, which is they just keep running into things until they finally figure out some sort of pattern to try and get through life. And that's fine if you want to trial and error. They've kind of been raised that way to just keep trying. Um, and sooner or later, you know, the floor is clean. But the problem is that when you put a chair in the middle of the floor, they have no idea what to do. And they just keep running into it going, oh my God, why is this here? until they just finally retreat to their safe space and wait for someone to fix the chair problem. All right. So true. Well done. That's my, uh, that's my take on generations. I'll build on that for the rest of the week. Uh, up next is Samuel. Samuel, share. Well, so, hey, I just came back from vacation, and it's always fun watching, you know, you know people watching, you know, and, and, and seeing the routines of people at, at, at the resort, right? And so... One of the most notable things that we saw was the morning routine reserving pool chairs. And it's almost like, like this, like, it's so important that you get your, you know, everyone has like 
some people have these clips and they put them on the back of the chair and then they put stuff on there to make it look like they were there. So they put a book that they're never going to read. They put, you know, a bag that they don't mind getting stolen. And in the reality, guys, there's a thousand chairs out there that you could sit on. And why is that chair so freaking important? And so, of course, you know, I was guilty of that as well. And so we woke up at 7.30 in the morning to go put towels on a chair that we didn't even freaking use. Why? Uh, I just, you know. You were that guy, huh? Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Nice one. All right. Uh, Tim, you're up next. <laughs> yeah, I, do. I, like, I like the self-deprecation. Though. End of August is the start of the cold season. And my kids are returning to school this week, which means the news will start covering COVID and gun laws again. <laughs> I work from home, so I'm not exposed as much as they are to the latest flu strand. You remember during COVID when we would disinfect the outside of the grocery bags before bringing them inside the house with wipes or spray? I'm going to do that with my kids this year. <laughs> except I think I'm going to disinfect their eyes. The bubbling and burning sensation that they will experience means I've reached that 99% kill rate. <laughs> nice. Wow. All right. All right. Wow, that's a... How you treat your brother and how you treat your kids. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, great work, everybody, uh, except for Matt. Matt guy. Rage quit the comedy side. So that's not true. It's always <laughs> well worth trying. Well always well worth done. trying. Um, okay. Before we get into the book that Tim brought today, I did want to talk a little bit about um, about learning. And and when I say that, I, I often refer to Peter Drucker's Managing Oneself article for the Harvard Business Review in 2005. If you haven't read that, I would recommend reading that. And uh, Drucker is, among other things, educator, uh, consultant. He is uh, referred to as the father of modern management. And uh, really, his article is about uh, a lot of things about understanding yourself. And one of them is, are you a reader or are you a listener? And understanding that about yourself, how you, are, how you best consume information is a really important thing to figure out. And with that said, there are a lot of options for the books that we're going to talk about today uh, and the rest of this week in, in how you want to consume them. Obviously, there's, uh, there's audiobooks, Audible, things of that nature. If you don't consume that way and you're a better reader, then obviously just buying the book or getting it online is, is great. And there's also some now some uh, tools that if you even just wanted to understand if it's going to be a book that you'd be interested in, or you think the 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 main points are are good, important, worthwhile, you can go to get some of these book summary um, solutions like uh, Blinkist and Soundview Executive Book Summaries, and they'll help you. Uh, th they provide both audio and and written summaries of the books, and it can help you understand whether or not that's a book that you actually want to uh, invest your time and money in. Uh, so with that said, we're going to talk about books all week. Uh, we're going to start with Tim here. And Tim, take it away. Thank you, Jerry. I will start with a quote. The quote today is, not being able to pay your bills is hard. Fighting diseases is hard. Not being able to provide the best opportunities for your kids is also hard. 
getting up every day and pushing yourself to your limits is hard. Sacrificing sleep and time with your family is hard. Experiencing failure after failure is also hard. So gentlemen, pick your heart. The book I chose is a book called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Now, a little bit about David Goggins, New York native. Uh, he grew up in a very abusive home as a kid, and he struggled in school academically, right? And even his mother, as well as his teachers, uh, really, they diagnosed him as having a learning disability. So he, off the bat, he had all these disadvantages. He had all these obstacles and, and hardships that he had to deal with. But David Goggins went on as a young adult to lose. He lost 106 pounds so they could go in into BUDS SEAL training so he could be a Navy SEAL, uh, which he did. Uh, he went through Navy SEAL training twice and went through what's called Hell Week, which is five and a half days in SEAL training of no sleep, barely any food, and just endless torture, right, by the by the instructors. Uh, he went through that three times. So he is considered undisputably one of the world's best endurance athletes today. He has completed over 70 endurance races and regularly placing in the top five, um, and in a lot of cases, taking home first place. He has set world records to include the most pull-ups in a 24-hour period. He is known as the toughest man alive. So his book, Can't Hurt Me, I want to say that it has, it has an audio version that I do recommend. And the reason why is it's narrated by him and his close friend, Adam, and I'm going to butcher the last name, Skolnick. I think it's how you pronounce it. But what's really cool is following each chapter, Adam and David, they dig into what the what they want the listeners to take away from that chapter. So it's really cool. It's almost like a it's not just an autobiography or a biography, but it's a it is a, a it's a tool, right? It's a self-help book. Why I chose this book. Besides his ability to overcome the impossible, David demonstrates, right, his unparalleled ability to push through pain. And for me in the last couple of years, as I'm getting older, I've become obsessed with demanding the best out of myself, striving to be the best version of myself and telling myself I'm good enough. And most importantly, not blaming others or other things on my failure and being okay with those failures. Now, something I want to share with my listeners and my fellow misfits here is I experienced a failure recently. I was let go from my job. Let go from my job. And it's probably one of the toughest things that I've gone through as an adult. Now, although there were circumstances behind it, I accepted it as a failure. And just recently, I would say, yeah, in the past week, I have kept uh, track of all the applications I've submitted to get a new job, all the interviews, and I want to share some of those stats with you guys. So I have filled out a total of 98 applications online, right? And it's a mix through LinkedIn, Indeed, Glassdoor, Dice. I've been interviewed 14 times, 14 times, combination of over the phone and virtual. Um, and I've talked to and emailed countless amount of, um, of uh, recruiters, as you can imagine out there. Because once you post your resume on Indeed and Dice and all that, you just get 
slammed with with um you know with calls and emails so the uh i look back 2020 hindsight and i look at that job and what occurred and i know there's a lot of things that i've could have done better and i learned from that and i've accepted it now going into this next job which i did get an offer i did accept it um but going into this next job i know a little wiser a little more you know a little beat up and bruised but a little wiser but i know going into it what i'm going to do now what i'm not going to do how i'm going to start my job right and taking that story and that experience that I went through, and as I manage other people on my team, not necessarily sharing that with them, not yet at least, but really making sure that they are also on the right path. So tying those two things together, reading David's book, um, again, I highly recommend it, but it has definitely opened my eyes to failures are okay. Going through hell week three times is okay. What's not okay is giving up. I love that. I absolutely love it. I, I think um, I think today the problem with a lot of the generation and kids is that they they are adverse to failure. And and f- failure is is a healer, man. Failure failure is a teacher. Failure can be a motivator, right? Because until you failed a couple of times, or until you fail bad enough where you say, Man, I don't ever ever want to go through that again you're not going to change man you're just going to keep doing the same thing mm. so I, I i absolutely love that i i uh it's a philosophy that i that does kind of uh ring very deeply in my core so uh i love that man i'm definitely definitely gonna pick that up nice one of the things jared's talking about the millennials and his joke about how um they're the worst of the generations uh <laughs> And it's partly because us us parents coddled them and didn't let them fail. And the idea is you want to let them fail earlier in life because you don't want them in their 20s failing for the first time and they really can't cope because they don't have the safety net of you being around them. So uh, for, all the, for all the younger parents out there, it is okay to let your kids and you should want them to fail earlier in and life. And often. Yes. And not, often not coddling them so that when they do fail, they're not going to have those critical schemes, uh, critical man. thinking or the coping skills. So we can, great we can, book. We yeah. can talk about that for a bit, man. Cause like I went to that with my kids, right. During the teenage years, you know, and, you know, we wanted to help, you know, my son with, 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 with certain things. And it was, it was, would have been so much easier to just give you a car, like whatever, you know, but getting them to kind of go through that, which is by the way, the process that I went through, I can't tell you my life is riddled with failure that I'm proud of. Right. Maybe who I am today. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I think that's uh, great. And um, yeah, I, I have read that book and I do, uh, I do certainly appreciate it. And man, when you, when you want to me, he only, Tim only yeah. touched on what that, oh what yeah. that guy has really, you know, kind of done and accomplished in life and what he's gone through in life. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's impressive for sure. Hey, Jerry, um, one, can I make one suggestion? Yeah. Um, Tim, can you, cause you brought it up listening versus reading Tim. Can you tell us, did you read it or listen to it? I personally listened to it. Yeah. And this one in particular, I really like how they did um, the, the audio book is actually more, I think is more valuable than the book 
because he does, they take time to talk about every chapter and, and, you know, like he said, what, what if, what about, tell me a little bit about it. Tell me about where your head was at and things like that. It's, it's like an interview at the end of each chapter and it, it's really cool. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much to my uh, fellow misfits, Matt Campisi, Sammy Hernandez, Tim Stevens. I'm Jerry Black. Have a great day. That's it for today's stand-up meeting. Remember, this isn't just a podcast. It's a weekly process to find the funny. You are front row at the birth of any of this comedy. It's open source. So please feel free to share this with people that you work with. If you share something funny with other people, their day will be brighter and you'll be amazed at how much better your day is because of it. Thank you very much for being here. Have a great day.